Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. This is a mini-sode. This is Talking Theories. That was beautiful. Thank you. Um, so all the spoilers. All SJM the SJM Universe spoilers. All of it. Go finish these books. I know. And then I come know. back. <laughs> um, okay. So today we're going to talk all the theories. Mm-hmm. We've got some good ones. Yes. Do you want to kick us off? Sure. I can go first. I've got a little... What's a what's a mini theory called? Like a, <laughs> I was trying to think like a theory. I was thinking like seasonella, how we like coin that <laughs> phrase, but um, I can't coin a phrase for theory. Uh, Theoryella, mm, it doesn't. It's not as catchy. N- mini theory. The- how I, I was thinking about how so total side tangent. Mm-hmm. When on my honeymoon, when we were in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. there was this sloth, and he was so <laughs> cute. And Richard stood next to it and he like smiled very sloth like. And I was joking, we're in Costa Rica, so I was speaking Spanish. And I was like, Ricardo, Ricardito. I was like, this is little Richard. Um, so anyway, I was trying to make it a an, an Ito. An Ito. But that didn't work either. That's okay. I'm just going to call it a mini theory. There we go. Mini theory. Yeah, nothing a creative question. on that one. A question, a thought to ponder Pondering. something. Um, so one of our listeners, I'm. I'm probably going to say your name wrong. It's Iwala B. Um, she sent this over and I thought it was such an interesting like thought. Okay. Um, back in the beginning of CC one, then when we meet Hypaxia and she is like in the med witch office, mm-hmm. um, she's kind of talking to rune about it and she says it's her sister's practice. Um, mm. and she's out of town. So she came over to watch it and, is she talking about the hind? Mm. Like, does the hind own a medwitch practice for her sister to use? That would be so interesting. Like, that proves the hind is good. Yeah, like, is this how the hind, like, sleeps at night? Yeah. Is she's like, doing, doing all of these, like, silent... Little good deeds. Yeah, maybe. I thought that was such a cool, That'd be like, so reference interesting. and call out. I loved it. So, I hope that's, like, the sister that she met yeah. when she said that, not just, like, a witch sister. Oh, you know, I hope Hypaxia and the Hind, like... I hope they're actually close and they yeah. just, like, pretend to not be. That would be nice. It would make me really happy if that was, like, a twist. Same. Or so, they become close. Well, yeah. Through this. That would be sweet, too. I hope so. But that... Well, especially with Rune being, yeah. like, trapped underneath and, like, that's her supposed betrothed and then right. the Hind's love. So yeah. mm-hmm. I feel like they could come together on this. Maybe. So okay. that was just a thought theory question kind of thing. I love it. I do too. Um, I am going to start with a theory. Okay. So all of my theories today mm-hmm. are from Emily's theories because I'm obsessed with her and mm-hmm. her theories and I don't know how she does it, but yep. I've just been like saving yes. so many of these. So we're going to pull a few of them for today. Um, she had a theory of are the statues in Crescent City alive? Okay. Okay. Here hear this out yep i'm listening 
we're going back to Perithian. Okay. Okay. So it is heavily suggested mm-hmm. that the Starborn Fae in this book, so you're in Crescent City, yep. come from the Dusk Court mm-hmm. in Perithian, right? Because of runes like Star Sword and right. all of those things. But we know from Akatar lore that those inhabitants, the people of the Dusk Court, mm-hmm. mysteriously vanished. Right. And so all that's there in its stead is that prison. Mm-hmm. And then in Silver Flames, when Nesta visits the prison and she finds the harp, she has this vision, which we we presume, I think we've talked about this in past theories, are like the Dusk Court inhabitants being trapped within the stone mm-hmm. of the prison. Yep. Which, if it's the Dusk Court inhabitants, is that the star-born fae? Mm-hmm. And so, after that vision, Nesta tries to explain it to Cassian that whoever used the harp last trapped the fae into the stone itself. Mm-hmm. So then, we even witness the harp once try to do it to Nesta. Yep. Um, like it says, like the harp was like pushing her into the rock, trying to fuse her soul with it. Mm-hmm. So this is like a very common thing that keeps happening yes so now we're in crescent city too okay very first chapter bryce is looking at all of those statues mm-hmm. and she sees the statue of the female with the hammer yep thor um a man riding a pegasus various gods mm-hmm. and lots of other things um and it says in there that bryce had the creeping sensation that the various ancient statues of the gods flanking the lobby watched her interesting uh-huh so these statues are made of stone. Mm-hmm. Are these statues the old starborn fae <gasps> that Nesta sensed the ones who were trapped within stone? That is so interesting. It gets even more interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay. So could these statues be a whole host of the Asteri's victims mm-hmm. turned to stone as they kind of plowed across the universe? And is this why the Asteri have countless statues within their palace? Because there was a bajillion statues right. there. Um, Jessica apparently has made it her life's mission to try to collect a lot of these statues. Mm-hmm. And so if the harp was brought to Midgard, could the mighty beings trapped within the stone be freed? And could this be the key to saving Midgard? But question... Has someone already found a way to free those within the stone without the harp? Because on multiple occasions, SJM likens Lydia to a statue. And more specifically, to the statue of Luna. So calls her multiple times. You see, beautiful and cold as the statue of Luna. Mm -hmm. She was the spitting image of Luna. So Mm -hmm. it keeps going back to that. So... SJM even goes so far as to describe Lydia as a statue brought to life. Literally, those words. If if this happens, like, SJM has the most <laughs> evil mind for plotting this kind of, like, these random detail drops. Yeah. Insane. Like she was a statue, flawless and carved, brought to life. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. So, also, curiously, when Rune first talks to Lydia... One of the first things he notes is how old and ancient she sounds. So it says, she had to be old then. One of the veneer who lived for so long that modern lingo was like a foreign language, right? Because she speaks very formally. Right. 
Um, so wouldn't this make perfect sense if Lydia was one of the Fae trapped in stone and in time for so long? And in fact, this is also interesting. All of Sandril's triari are likened to statues at some point, especially huh. Hunt, as Bryce repeatedly mentions his similarities yep. to the mini replica statue of Thur. Mm-hmm. Likens him all the time. And when you think about Hunt on the House of Sky and Breath cover, mm-hmm. does he not look like a statue? He does. So is he like a freed statue person? That's so interesting. And I wonder like if maybe part of the piece, Emily didn't talk about this, but maybe part of the piece is like if someone managed to free some of these people from the statue, mm-hmm. like did they lose their memory a little bit? Because they're like, obviously like you would remember if you were a statue. Well, but if they were trapped in these statues for so long, like do they not remember who they were before? And so they kind of like really start fresh in these new lives. And then they, so it's like, is hunt Thur? but like, was he like trapped in a statue? Like reborn almost like, like, I don't know, but there's so much statue lingo. That's so weird. Like, it's literally stuff I would never even I know. think about. I know. I was like, he looks like he's like becoming a statue. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, that's, it's very bizarre. That's a crazy theory. Right? So interesting. Ah! Emily's amazing. God, she is. We got two more really incredible ones from her oh later today. Gosh. But that's amazing. Oh, I was like floored by that. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Okay. Um, so next theory is actually one of our listeners again, okay. sent this in. you guys are amazing. Like we do listen and read and share. We do tell us all the things. I know. So Katie D sent this in, um, and it's about the river queen, Ooh. um, who I think is just such an interesting character. Yes. Um, what is her name? What is her name? Um, but it's actually more specifically about the River Queen's daughter and how we don't know her name. Ooh. Um, so I guess both of them. Yeah. But so <laughs> these people. Um, but so the theory kind of question, I guess, is could Mama Archeron be the River Queen? Interesting. Which I'm just like, that would be crazy. Because, yeah. okay, we know that she had this stupid disease that nobody else caught. Right. Which just, whatever. It's not, she she can't have died. She is not dead. I am convinced she <laughs> is not dead. It's just so dumb. That's funny. Um, but anyway, so uh, the name Archeron means river of sorrow. Oh. Which I was like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but so katie and i don't know if she got this from somebody else too but she thinks that they may have been a siren mama archeron might have been a siren um that fell in love with papa archeron got married had their babies whatever and secretly got pregnant with a fourth but was dying maybe like the lack of water connection something to that effect in the human world don't know um but daddy archeron maybe sent her away not knowing she was pregnant and like claim she died um hmm. and the fourth daughter is an archeron sister interesting i was like that would be so interesting maybe it's a crack theory i don't know but i thought that was like well it's funny because it's like sometimes when people say things like mm-hmm. oh like it's mama archeron you're yeah. like what the hell 
are you talking about? I know. But then you get a little bit more information. You're like, oh. Right. Like River of Sorrow. Just like weird Be things. Like, That's interesting. You're like, but it could be. With SGM, it literally could it be. could be. Anything could be. And literally any of these theories could be true. Right. That's how psychotic this woman is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And like on the Akatar wiki page, which whoever did that, truly an incredible human. Yep. Um, it says like the River Queen holds like an immense power that she could wash away all of Lunathian. So like maybe she was evil and somehow Daddy Archeron knew she was evil. Oh. So maybe that's why he banished her possibly. Okay. I don't know. But um, oh, and so the rest of it is like maybe she's if if this is Mama Archeron and mm-hmm. she was a siren, maybe she's going to call like a siren call Elaine back Ooh. so elaine might get dragged over um or she might sacrifice herself to save like lucian or something but somehow maybe elaine's gonna get tied into this maybe mama archeron's coming back um i don't know i just thought it was interesting mm. i would be so interested if there was a fourth archeron sister that would be crazy that would be super cool i don't know it's more thoughts yeah it's not nearly as defined but i think it's a very pondering no i love it question so you're bringing the fan theories. I'm bringing Emily's theories. Yeah. Who's like, <laughs> this should be her job. It basically is. We yes. have diverse theories. It's perfectly fine. Yes. That's so interesting. I, I like that. I mm. Mama Artron's alive. I am 100% convinced of that's that. That's so funny to me that that's like a theory you are like all in on. I'm all in on that. I also had like a, it's not really, it's related to this sort of, but it was, it was about the River Queen's daughter. I was convinced that maybe the river queen's daughter is Gwyn's sister, her twin sister. I don't think, I think maybe her twin sister didn't die and she's interesting. Highburn somehow sent her the to river Midgard. Queen's daughter is too bratty to be Gwyn's sister. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if she was like raped by all of Highburn's men. She might be a totally different person. person. I don't maybe. know, but they're both like river nymph kind yeah. of things. I don't know. Maybe. I don't like to think that anybody's actually dead. I assume everyone's somehow alive <laughs> somewhere. That just goes to show how many times we've watched the Vampire Diaries. I know. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Tragic. Oh, goodness. Um, anyways, give me another Emily theory. Okay. Aelin Galathinius created Perithian. She is the mother. I want to hear it all. Okay. This is insane. Okay. I'm ready. You might, okay, I know you always tell me that, like, you remember nothing from Throne of Glass. I really so remember nothing from hopefully Throne Hopefully, some of this starts to come back to you a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay. So, we're going to start with Amran mm-hmm. and how she came. So, okay. she says that there was, like, a huge, like, rip in the sky that appeared in her homeworld. And out of curiosity, Amran flew through this rip and landed in Perithian. Mm-hmm. That's the story. Um, this perfectly aligns with Aelin, who ripped a hole in the sky of the gods realm. Like that's the wording that was used in throne of glass. Yeah. And so it says, um, so this is the most concrete piece of evidence that throne of glass took place in the past. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, it suggested that Amran entered Perithian when it was being made and just mm-hmm. forming. So if Aelin created the rip in the sky mm-hmm. and then sealed all the gates between worlds, the timing suggests that Aelin's actions led to the creation of Perithian. Hmm. Keep following. Yep. It is subtle, but there is some proof. So it says, recall the word was described as the thing that keeps worlds separated. 
But when Aelin shut the gates between worlds at the end of Kingdom of Ash, we have this very important clue. Mm-hmm. It says, as it closed, all worlds overlapped. Hmm. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So if Aelin caused all these worlds to overlap, is this how Prithian was born? According to the mural that Feyre observes, Prithian was created by a female with glowing, slender hands who tipped a fluid with strange symbols, potentially word marks, mm-hmm. from, from the cauldron onto the land. And it could be believed that this was Aelin, perhaps not literally, but metaphorically. But it begs the question, what actually is the cauldron? This is where it starts to get weird. Okay. So for starters, we know the cauldron has three legs. Mm-hmm. And these legs provide most of its power. Just as Aelin had three word keys embedded in her arm when she sealed the gates. Okay. So Aelin gave over the three word keys and all of her power to forge the new lock. And it's this very power that's the essence of the new cauldron. When we Mm. see the cauldron's power in Akawar, it presents as Aelin's own power, the raw firepower that's capable of burning an entire army to ash within seconds oh i'm loving this right right that's totally her power yes it gets crazy the cauldron also created the dread trove Mm -hmm. the crown can control other people just like word keys and the subsequent word collars and rings that controlled people in throne of glass okay the mask can control the dead just like the word keys could create armies of dead people, a power Erewhon desperately wanted in mm-hmm. Throne of Glass. And the harp can open portals to different locations and realms. And this was also one of the key features of the word keys in Throne of Glass. Oh my gosh. How in, did she connect all this? I know. In oh. fact, it was said that three word keys were needed to create a word gate. So the cauldron has three legs that are the word keys born again. So the cauldron is a word gate. Oh my gosh. As further proof to this, to nullify the cauldron, Amryn had to give up her mortal body, forget those she loved, and unleash her power of light and flame, which is just like Mala Friarbringer from Throne of Glass, who had to give up her mortal body, forget those she's loved, and unleash her power of light and flame in order to shut the word gate. And... When Mala's plan didn't work, Aelin and Dorian had to give all of their power to reforge a new lock in order to seal the word gate, just like Reese in Akawar in order to reseal the cauldron, he had to give up every inch of his power. In fact, when Aelin and Dorian's powers were used together in combination with the word keys, it was described as creation and destruction, the beginning and the end. And these are the exact powers and essence of the cauldron, who at one point its powers were described as fire and ice. And. Oh my gosh. Isn't this insane? This is insane. How does she do it? See, this is again that thing where it's like someone says, Alien created Prithian. I'm like, you're crazy. And then you read this and you're like, what? You're not crazy. You're not crazy. So further. When Aelin and Dorian were sealing the word gate shut, they had to make a lock. The lock they made was the Eye of Elena. And this is perhaps the most important clue in this theory, because this symbol allowed for the creation of the cauldron. However, we learn that the symbol isn't just known as the Eye of Elena, but it's also known as the Eye of the Goddess. This is because it was first a sacred witch symbol created by Rhiannon Crokin, and Crokin means cauldron. 
So gosh. Ah. this symbol is said to represent the three faced goddesses that war that witches worship mm-hmm. and her counterparts, the maiden, the mother and the crone. Yep. So Emily believes, and I a hundred percent think she's right. Yep. Um, that the cauldron was created from the eye of Elena lock, which is the Crokin lock, which means mm-hmm. cauldron. And it too follows the principles of maiden, mother and crone. We see this evidence clearly with Elaine, Nesta, and Briallen being thrown into the cauldron. Mm-hmm. Elaine, very much that maiden, symbolizing that innocence and beauty. And I thought this was also interesting. In Throne of Glass, the maiden was represented by the Blue Blood Witches, mm-hmm. who were known for being oracles and mystics. Mm. And Elaine is a seer. Yep. Nesta was made into the mother who symbolizes like maturity, responsibility, and power. And the mother in Throne of Glasses were represented by the Black Beaks who were known as like the warriors and like discipline and brutality. Mm-hmm. And then Briallen was made into the crone and like literally became an old woman. Right. So it, I'm sorry. It just keeps going. But like this is, no, this this is, is a so big good. Theory. I'm so intrigued right now. Um, so further, knowing that the cauldron was made by the eye of Elena, the three word keys and all of Aelin's power that she donated to seal the gate. This could also explain Nesta's power of silver fire because it says that she manifested as a cold flame, one that seemingly burned without a trace. We've seen this before. Aelin's mm-hmm. moon fire, Caltaine's yes. shadow fire. The commonality between these two, both women were in possession of word keys. The word keys that the cauldron now possess and the power that Nesta stole. So all in all, oh my gosh, makes perfect sense. The cauldron's a word gate. Word is the language of the universe. It is the power of both creation and destruction, life and death. Nesta's power symbolizes one half, death. Elaine's will symbolize the other half, life, creation. We also know that the cauldron loved Elaine. And if the cauldron was indeed created by Aelin, then perhaps it's no coincidence that Elaine is an anagram for Aelin. <sighs> and if the cauldron is indeed a word gate, recall that Feyre threw the book of breathings into it. And now Jessica Roga possesses the exact book oh my gosh is the cauldron a gate to perithian yes 100 percent. i'm on board emily so, you've convinced me i'm sold isn't that insane i'm blown away that's insane 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 it's insane how how does she connect it i don't know how do you do it i know i'm in awe of this person i'm in awe i'm in awe astounded so that that was the number two emily's theory of insanity today that i'm I'm speechless. Right? That's that is mic drop moment. Yeah. I'm wondering if SJM reads this. She's like, that's what I meant to do. And she just like <laughs> decides to go from there. Like, could she be know. that brilliant? There's, like, yes. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to say like no, she's not that brilliant, but like to to think on that kind of level, yeah. making those little comments yeah. throughout all of these series. Yeah. That's craziness. No. Insane. I'm I'm blown away. And like also, I almost really want it to be true because that would help me understand why she did the stupid thing with Reese. Yeah. In Aqua War. Yes. Like we were mad about we were like, this was dumb. Yes. Like either you should have killed him mm-hmm. or like this shouldn't have happened at all. Right. But it if would it make was sense to mimic Yes. What Aelin had to do. Yes. Which made more sense in her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. I'd be okay with that. I can, I get it. Right. 
Because otherwise, I still think it's stupid that he died. Right, but like if it's if it's in drawing these comparisons, yes. like I'm like, oh, that mm-hmm. would be sneaky. That would be so sneaky. And I wonder if like she sees all of us, like you said, like on the internet, like talking shit about that part. She's mm-hmm. like, if you only knew what it means. Yep. Like I can imagine that. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Crazy. So, what did you guys think about these theories? Yeah, that was like. I mean, I think we had more to talk about, but that is just like. Mic drop. That's mic drop ending. Yeah. So we're saving those for the next talking theories. <laughs> More to come. Because I'm I'm still like reeling from we that. We gotta process that. But it's ah I know. I I there's there's I'm worried. There's no words. No words. We'll link that one. Yes. So so we can all We can all talk about this. Yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.